0: Hello, you beautiful haters, and welcome to Friday Fun Fact. I'm your hater-in-chief, Richard, and here on Friday Fun Fact, well, we like to have fun. I say we because of my many multiple personalities who all say hi. So buckle up, everyone. You'll hate me by the end of this, but don't worry. Next week, you'll love me because you'll hate what I'm talking about just as much as I do. So now for your Friday Fun Fact for November 20th, popcorn is Salty Poop Kernels. Let's have a pop-down, shall we? Okay, so that wordplay was even a little too much for me, but I'm going to die on this hill anyway. The pop-down commences. Popcorn, which I will call Salty Poop Kernels from here on out, are considered a fairly Americana snack. Newsflash, they aren't. The commies invented them. Okay, I'm just kidding. The actual history on where popcorn comes from and how it got to where it is today is actually much more interesting than my deep burning hatred for the Reds, both the baseball team and the political faction. According to the legend, Squanto himself taught the pilgrims to America, or rather the pilgrims in America, to raise, harvest, and pop the corn kernels way back in 1621, so I blame him for all of this. But those Pesky historians are here to ruin everyone's good time, and I delight in ruining it by proxy here. Of course, that is an old wives' tale that Squanto legend foisted upon us dupes by big popcorn and their cronies in the media. I know who you are, and I will out you. According to people much, much smarter than I am, Archaeologists have found traces of popcorn in thousand-year-old Peruvian tombs. In fact, some more traces have been found of those salty poop kernels as far back as 3000 BCE. In fact, the first settlers to North America did not grow the correct type of corn to be turned into your salty poop kernels, they grew the northern flint variety of corn, you absolute jackwagons. Although, to be honest, I had no idea there was more than one type of corn. It all looks the same to me. Now that Squanto legend features heavily around Thanksgiving, unfortunately, history is here to ruin it for all of you. The first mention of popcorn at Thanksgiving does not appear anywhere until a fictional work published in 1889. Turns out our forebears well, they did not have a desire to document every meal that they ate. It's an odd concept, I know, but they were busy building a civilization while we're busy bitching about slow Wi-Fi and bad lighting for our Instagrams. Now, this leads us to the French, so you know this is bad. No, they didn't invent popcorn, or the salty poop kernels, rather. They're just the first Westerners to notice the salty poop kernels the natives were making and eating Now, basically, I'm going to sum it up with the Iroquois. Uh, Basically, the Iroquois popped corn kernels in pottery jars filled with heated sand. So you're eating popped sand, essentially. Nicely done. The first mass production of the salty poop kernels happened in 1885 with the invention of the first commercial popcorn machine, and the world wars followed in less than 50 years. Coincidence? I think not. Not. And now, why salty poop kernels suck, and no one with taste buds should be eating them. Remember that bit about who first created salty poop kernels? That's right. Native Americans. How about you decolonize your palate, you bigoted racist? Look, honestly, anything that can be made in a clay pot with sand is something I'm going to stay as far away from as possible. Although, kudos to the Native Americans for coming up with snack food that only requires clay and sand, even if said food, is awful. Honestly, let's go back to corn. Corn makes so many great things. Maybe it's a Midwesterner's view, but I'd like to label or list, rather, a few things which may or may not be edible that are made from corn and objectively better and more useful than the salty poop kernels. Gypsum drywall adhesives which are edible in kindergarten and if you aren't a pansy, several different kinds of makeup, wax paper, waxed cardboard, good old Splenda, just ignore the cancer, hand soap, thank you for helping us through the commie crud, Windex, varnish, toothpaste, which is useful for purging the salty poop kernels from your teeth after your pagan ritual or eating it, matches, paving bricks, diapers and tires, this is just a short list, by the way. There were dozens more products that corn goes into. Uh, they're more moral, equitable, and a friendlier use for corn all around. And no, I have no idea if that list is completely accurate or if corn makes up even 1% of the products that I mentioned. Uh, I got it off the internet, and as Abraham Lincoln once said memes may be the pinnacle of our society, but one must not trust everything one sees on the interwebs. As hoes be trippin'. I mean, look, if you came here for accuracy, ethics, or an ego boost, that's your problem. I am the hater-in-chief, and it is my duty to our society to take everything you love down a peg. Also, I love you. Dearly. I do have it on good authority that the devil loves this stuff, so ipso facto, all of you who love the salty poop kernels, well, you love the devil. Don't bother looking that part up in the Bible. Uh, I have access to secret texts the church doesn't allow normal peasants to see. Rather, only us special peasants. So, checkmate. You will find it nowhere. But trust me, it's there. The following are better snacks. Skittles, chips, milk duds, sweetbread, top the tater. I suppose that pairs well with chips. I will have anyone who disagrees with that fact deported by the god emperor. All praise be to him, but don't wake him. He's sleepy. He's old, so he's sleepy. We gotta let him nap. But I will make sure you're deported if you don't think chips and Top the Tater are the greatest snack of all time. And I find that to be very reasonable. And by the way, you might say chips and uh, sweetbread and Top the Tater are not movie theater snacks. Well, then I propose uh, skittles, milk duds, and, oh, I don't know, just anything that doesn't make noise, but also actually has some flavor and substance to it, instead of the salty poop kernels. And now for the poop kernel-less utopia. Think of the utopia we'd have if the pagan poop kernel never existed. Yes, I found a new name for it mid-rant, and yes, I shall use them interchangeably for the rest of time. Did I mention its history? If you people just decolonized your palates, this world would be so, so much better off. At least that's what my women's, er, rather, sorry, Peoples with Vaginas Studies professor taught me. Uh, It was quite the expensive degree, and I can't afford my bills now. Shockingly enough, there is no job for Peoples with Vaginas Studies majors. Uh, Disney lied to me, again Think of how much more gasoline or cosmetics or any other of the corn-based products I mentioned uh, that we'd have if you people just sacrificed your salty poop kernels. You know what? Screw banning TikTok. Ban popcorn. It'd be much better for society. I hear if you say popcorn three times in the mirror at midnight, Orville Redenbacher appears and soaks you with his hot butter hose. Salty poop kernels, let's face it, they're the baby boomers of snacks. They take their final form in heat. They're basically tasteless and wildly successful, even though there's nothing of substance in them. Okay, my rant is done. I suppose we do live in a free country, one that allows for you to eat your salty poop kernels until, of course, I am the God Emperor, and then you will all learn. However, if you'd like a better snacking experience, I would suggest eating almost literally anything else. Now, if you enjoyed this abuse, I'm sure you did, head on over to my Patreon, The Hater-in-Chief, and for a mere $5 a month, you can help support what I do. If you'd like more hate, well, I have even more membership opportunities. If you'd like to hear me talk about some history, a personal love of mine, then head on over to Patreon and sign up for my second tier. Next week, I will be talking about the Sino-Japanese War of 1894 to 1895. That's a war that helped set the stage for the Pacific Theater in World War II, and a fascinating moment in history. After that episode, I plan to bring a little bit of history out of this episode. Remember talking about the French and the Iroquois? Well, I'll be talking about a period of history involving both of those peoples when I discuss the Seven Years' War from 1756 to 1763. This war is starting to be considered the true First World War, and I'll dive into why in a few weeks. Remember, despite the fact that you all suck, I still love you because, after all, without you, I'd have to get a real job, and that just sounds terrible. Peace be to you and yours, and have a great week. My multiple personalities and I will see you next Friday.